it's nice to be looking back. I see real opportunities for UK fisheries. It's just, it's just a matter of taking that first step. And as long as I can see that it's going to go somewhere, I'd, I'd be happy to be a part of it. Right through. Yeah. We all, we all believe that it can be, it can be uh, approached in a different sort of ways. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, generally, I think we have to start somewhere, and that's going to be the hardest thing. I think one of the concerns I've heard coming through is, is how. How do the words get transformed into policy and action? I think we've got loads of ideas coming from that room, some really great examples from right around the country and the world. We need to work through those to work out our priorities and pull together an action list and get cracking. There's an opportunity here with Brexit uh, to do things differently than we've done in the past. So here's an opportunity for everyone to have their say. We will be taking the best ideas, working them up and taking them forward. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Fathom podcast. If you are a keen Fathom listener, you may recognise those intro clips from our very first episode where we recorded at the Future of Our Inshore Fisheries Conference. This landmark event saw active fishermen, industry leaders, policymakers, regulators and a number of environmental groups come together to discuss the future management of the UK's inshore fisheries. Not only was it an informative event, but we heard examples of fisheries management solutions and best practice from around the world, but it also provided a vital opportunity for inshore fishermen to share their expertise and experience of fishing in the UK. A comprehensive report and action plan followed the event and based on the report's findings, the steering group outlined five key themes that would shape future work. These themes were co-management, collaborative science, credible fisheries management, rights and access and effective compliance. From listening to those clips, I think it's clear that fishermen, policymakers and industry leaders were excited about the possibility of change. Has that change happened or has it begun to happen? Well, that's why we're here today. This is a chance to check back in with key members of the working group to see if they've been able to harness that energy from the conference and take steps forward, despite the massive elephant in the room, the global pandemic. Okay, so um, welcome to um, Fathom 27, I think we're on now, and it's um, almost a year ago now that the um, Future of Inshore Fishing Conference was held in London. So I thought it was timely to come back to that subject uh, get an update on progress and with a couple of the, I guess, the, the key players and the, and the big names. So joining me today, we have um, Barry Dees from the uh, NFFO, um, big driving force behind the initiative and, and getting inshore um, fisheries management and the conference going. So we'll talk with him as we go through the episode. And Anne Freeman, Deputy Director at DEFRA, um, has agreed to come and, and speak with us as well to give us an update from the perspective of, of DEFRA. So I'm going to just, just kick off with uh, what might sound a bit of a bit negative, but, but it's been a year and really, you know, what sort of um, progress has there been? There almost feels um, there's been a bit of a stalling in that kind of energy and enthusiasm that was around during the conference. So perhaps, you know, just as an opener and a sort of general, perhaps from your point of view, do you have the same fears or same concerns or, or are they slightly more optimistic than I am? Uh, perhaps Barry first? Yeah, thanks, Paul. Um... You're starting with a negative, but I think we should start with a positive, uh, which is that the the conference was, for me, was extremely informative and actually inspiring. I think because it was inclusive, it had such a range of inshore fishers uh, involved, because it was an industry idea behind it, because it was industry-led, the the delays that have happened subsequently, I wouldn't want um, them to take away from what was achieved. 
Um, I think it has been very frustrating that the, the follow-ups from the conference have been delayed, uh, mainly by having to deal with COVID. But also we've got the EU negotiations, the Brexit negotiations going on and, and the fisheries bill at the same time. So, you know, there's been a lot on our, our plates. And of course, you know, with the COVID, uh, it's a good example, I think, of co-management in, in, uh, in the raw. Um, you know, the, the financial support package for the industry didn't just fall out of the sky. It had to be fought for. And it was a good example of where the regulators and the industry were working together on the basis of good information. And, you know, that's the essence of, of co-management. So, uh, you know, in a sense, we got out of the starting blocks on, on co-management through, you know, it was unfortunate, of course. Uh, but, you know, there, there, there's a good example. So, yeah, there has been a delay. Um, we, we would have wanted to be further down the road. But I, I think the, the emphasis now has to be on that momentum that, that picks up the, the strands and keeps moving forward. And are you as, are you as optimistic as uh, or uh, seen at the same energy level as Barry D's there, Anne? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, many people will be thoroughly surprised to hear me being optimistic. But no, I think the conference was 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 fantastic. It had such a great energy. There was a lot of positivity, and I think, as Barry said, it, it was inspirational. And I think, you know, talking to lots of my team who'd been there helping uh, write up the really interesting conversations, talking to them afterwards, they felt absolutely energised, positive, and had really enjoyed listening and talking about a positive future for once. I think this year was always going to be really hard because of the EU negotiations and the preparations for the end of the transition period. I think none of us foresaw at that point COVID uh, and the terrible impacts that has had on the industry as a whole, but particularly the insure and the shellfish sector. But I think all this work that we have been doing has been really useful in helping us in government understand the sectors in more detail. And I think that has helped uh, with our COVID response because we had much better connections into the industry. We knew the, we knew the issues. We had lots of evidence. We could act swiftly. And so whilst our energies were not necessarily focused specifically on driving forward the action plan from the future of our inshore fisheries project, I think it all does help that understanding that relationship and is setting a a really good stall for the future. But I think we actually have made quite a bit of progress on on some issues that are of importance to to the inshore sector. Uh, So it's not a complete write-off at all. We have made progress and we are setting out uh, a really strong framework, uh, I think, for the future. That's really interesting. And actually, um, it gives me a, a renewed optimism because I think what both of you have said there is that um, even though people may not see or, or feel the direct benefit of being part of that conference and, and those conversations and those two days in London, it's clear that, that both um, the, the NFFO and its narrative uh, national level on fisheries management has been drawing from it and it's clear that that you at DEFRA have been drawing from those those conversations what you heard and what you learned so even though we might not have seen from from the key side I guess some of the some of the guys there some sort of direct and linkable touchable stuff that's come from it it's clear from what you've both said there that that already there is positives 
um, being drawn from it and, and people need to try and um, keep the faith as it were which does kind of lead into sort of a second question is is, is there a plan or how do we see the sort of recapturing of that sort of raw energy that was at the conference if my sort of um, perspective was there's been a bit of loss of enthusiasm and energy in it other other steering group thinking about that and have, have either of you two got a view on um, on how we might do that going forward so um yeah, I mean, the steering group has been thinking about it uh, a lot and, it, and it's it's difficult. Um, so there are certain things that we are going to have to do just to lay the groundwork to take those uh, specific initiatives forward. Um, and that does take a bit of time. And some of it, quite frankly, is not very interesting. Um, but it's really important to get that right. And it's not necessarily something that, you know, we, we understand uh, inshore fishermen want to be out there catching fish. They don't want to be sitting in meetings where you're talking about governance and all, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's something that we've learned about how we pitch those meetings and how we try to uh, get people engaged and uh, able to contribute. It's a learning process. It is made a little bit difficult sometimes because we are meeting virtually and you can't you know, have those conversations uh, in the side, uh, in the margins. But we are thinking about it. We are trying to plan work that has a very direct interest from inshore fishermen uh, and that will be um, very much uh, improved by talking to people who are out there doing the business on a day-to-day basis so I think it's a it's a bit of a please bear with us we've tried various things it hasn't worked um we're sorry for that we are trying to address that and make changes and hopefully uh, we'll get things better I think the steering group um has defined some core areas of work mm-hmm moving forward. I mean, co-management uh, is at the heart of things. Regulators, fisheries managers, scientists and the industry working uh, collaboratively. Collaborative science is another one. I mean, if you don't have good information, you can't expect to have good management decisions. So that that is really the starting point, absolutely key. Credible fisheries management, you know, we, we've been, we're coming out of the common fisheries policy an exclusive 12-mile limit is one of the UK's priorities. Uh, we've got the fisheries bill that provides us with some important tools. All of that uh, should provide a good foundation for future fisheries management, uh, including the, the inshore. I mean, there are some tricky issues, difficult issues that we have to uh, confront. Rights and, and access arrangements are on the, the steering group list as well. And that, that can be difficult. You know, we, we want to be as inclusive uh, as we can, but we know you just can't have open access fisheries everywhere without it going into a downward spiral. So there's some yeah, tricky issues to, to deal with there. And compliance, because if you have rules, sensible rules, there's no point having them unless there's high levels of compliance from the industry that, that they make sense to the, the industry. So I think if we make progress in these areas that have been defined by the steering group, then we've broken the back of the problem. Then we have to focus on individual fisheries. Um, This is the key. The fisheries bill gives us fisheries plans. Now, fisheries plans for each individual fishery is a big, big task. Um, And for me, I boil it down into some very simple uh, precepts, which is, where are we now? That means you know, what are the stocks doing? Uh, how are we managing the fishery? Uh, what are the trends? What are the management measures that are in place now? 
And, and where do we want to get to? We want to be sustainable and profitable. You know, those two things are intertwined. Um, and finally, how do we get there? And, and that's where I think the industry uh, locally, regionally, nationally has got an absolutely key role uh, to play. Uh, better design measures, better information, uh, involvement. But as I say, hard decisions along the way, but the key is, is, is involvement. So I think there has been uh, a delay. Things have been slower than we would have wanted. But uh, I also think what we're doing here at the moment is preparing a framework, creating a framework that will help us move forward. Again, I think you've both articulated there the, the importance and the important areas that conference was about and, and actually going forward what the whole process is about. And I, I agree with a lot of what's said and, and I do think, you know, from my CFPO perspective now, Cornish Fisherman perspective, that Barry's last point, you know, we do need to recapture G and I would ask anyone listening to to get get involved with with this project going forward. Um, and make sure that on a regional level, fishermen's voices are at the heart of policy development and being at the beginning, not halfway through the process. This was um, certainly set up as, and, and given what both of you have articulated there, it's still the, the clear objective is to do that. So that just sort of takes us into the, the next steps, the next sort of stages. So the, there has been um, some outputs, and one of those has been the action plan that was recently um, published. So in that, there were some sort of, uh, I've read it several times, and I think there are some sort of key themes coming out of that. And um, and one of them, I think we certainly Barry touched on there, was this, this idea of co-management and, and actually credible or, or, or real fisheries management. And I think that Anne currently um, taking the, 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 the UK fisheries bill, which I guess will, uh, is probably one of the more important things that are going to happen to fishing in the next decade or so because it shapes the management regime. And perhaps, Anne, you know, um, just, just as the bill is, is drafted, does that fit with the idea of co-management? And can we see um, co-management expressed explicitly in the bill or is it part of the, the, the framework that's there? So the Fisheries Bill is just one of the hugely important um, tools that are going to help us manage our, our fisheries as an independent coastal state. The bill um, doesn't say a huge amount about co-management, but um, I think, as you've alluded to, uh, it, it does sort of uh, set a bit of a framework for that. And I think there are sort of two important aspects that, that the bill does to, to set that framework. And one is that right at the beginning of the bill, there are uh, eight objectives uh, six of which are about sort of environmental sustainability and making sure that we you know, uh, are managing our fisheries and our marine environment properly to ensure that profitable but also sustainable future. And they're the objectives that are going to guide uh, everything that we do from uh, negotiating uh, with uh, the EU and coastal states on an annual basis to all our sort of fisheries management decisions. Um, and we are going to set out a, a very boring, uh, bureaucratic sounding uh, joint fisheries statement, uh, which we will write with the devolved administrations. And that will basically at very high level set out what our policies are, what we want to do to um, achieve those objectives. And that statement requires us, the bill requires us to consult with uh, stakeholders and interested parties. Uh, and we're about to kick up off some work on that. So people are getting involved very much at the beginning. The bill also sets out, as Barry said, uh, the concept of having fisheries management plans, which will revolutionise how we manage our fisheries. Um, and we will be able to manage things on a much more appropriate level. 
uh, be that at a stock level or um, on an area basis. And again, the bill says lots about um, needing to work really closely with interested parties on that. So we've got that in the bill saying that we've got to work with people. But we also had a a white paper in 2018 that uh, set out sort of our vision for the future. And that very much talks about partnership working and the need to work more closely with people and the industry and those directly affected. And again, whilst we haven't got it absolutely perfect yet, um, I think everything that we've done in the run up to the white paper being published um, and ever since, I hope has shown that we are trying to work in a different and more transparent way with industry. You know, we've tried to get out and about a bit more. We've tried to engage with uh, different groups that industry have set up. This year, we had got great plans to come uh, come around and talk to people on the coast again, but that has been somewhat thwarted. But it doesn't mean we haven't. And, uh, you know, Paul, it was great to come along to the CFPO AGM uh, virtually and be able to talk to, to fishermen Uh, there and similarly we've uh, engaged with the youth board which was fantastic and um, really brilliant to see uh, some fresh faces even if one was actually fishing at the time uh, which was uh, slightly scary and uh, gave the minister kittens but um, you know there are different ways of doing it Um, I think we've uh, we've been trying to do that we set up an inshore group uh, to discuss the Covid issues you know we're using all the intelligence uh, and information we're gathering through those conversations to feed into everything we do yeah including the the negotiations that are underway at the moment you know we are making sure uh, the inshore voice is heard it may not be very visible at the moment but it is it is happening so yes we are trying to work a very different way I think um, what I do sense is that is that genuine desire, that genuine aspiration for um, real co-management. And, you, and you're absolutely right in the next bit. If we've got a, um, an engaged, proactive regulator administration, then, then how do we as industry engage with that, do you think? Let's ask the different question. You know, do, you, do you think we're mature enough to get involved in real co-management? Um, is this going to be a challenge for um, some? You know, because it's all very well everyone having their say and their voice, but as a as a bunch of of individuals, that might be quite difficult to get into some sort of coherent policy. So, is the fishing industry mature enough for co-management? Well, I think Anne has um, provided us with a a framework in which co-management can develop and work. Uh, it is very much down to the industry um, to demonstrate has that maturity to get engaged. There are good examples already. I mean, the Shellfish Industry Advisory Group has been set up. Uh, it's quite young, uh, but already it is um, setting up uh, subgroups on uh, crab, the future of, of the crab fishery um, and, and the whelk fishery. And, and the, the scallop industry has been doing good work in in, in their group. So even without the legislative framework, uh, beginnings have been made and you know, they, they fit very well into this idea of, of, of co-management. Absolutely, there are going to be difficult and challenging issues to uh, try to reach consensus on. Um, that's just the nature of fisheries management. I think one of the things that came out of the conference was that, you know, no country in the world has absolutely got it right on inshore fisheries management. It's complicated. It's, it's um, fiendishly complex, somebody, somebody said. But, you know, for me, the 
you know, going back to the conference, the highlight of the conference was um, that fisherman, Wes Erickson from British Columbia, who told us how fishermen in the uh, in his fishery, the, the groundfish fishery in British Columbia, took their, really took their destiny in their own hands. They took what was a basket case fishery and they turned it around to make it an exemplar of uh, sustainable management, uh, also highly profitable, by the way. And they did that by working with managers, with scientists, taking the lead. And, you know, he pulled no punches. He didn't say it was easy. He said it was hard work and they haven't got absolutely everything right. But what they did was put their own fishery on, on the right track. So, um, you know, I, I think that gives us, um, well, it certainly gives me inspiration that, you know, fishermen can take their own fate in their own hands, work collaboratively with their colleagues, with scientists, with fisheries managers, and, and move in the right direction. So there's a big, big task ahead of us. Um, I, I think the bill, the negotiations will give us the framework, but then developing uh, fisheries management uh, plans for your own fishery is going to take a lot of involvement, a lot of hard work. And, and, and I think we, we just need to recognize that from, from the beginning. But I think the prize is there. And, you know, the British Columbia example for me is, is absolutely up there as, as something that we need to aspire to. I agree with, with everything uh, that Barry said on this. Um, I think, you know, this is not going to be easy um, and this is not going to be quick. It is a journey. Um, we are all going to have to learn as we go along. And it is going to mean um, government has to change the way it does things and learn different ways of doing it, as will the regulators. But so too will the fishing industry. DEFRA is not going to be able to get out with the best wood in the world and talk to 12,000 individual fishermen um, at a time that suits them. Um, we'll try our best, but we are going to need the industry to, to help us. Um, and there's probably something about organising um, and making sure industry has uh, the right representatives that uh, speak for for it. And people are going to have to make time. And um, again, industry will have to learn new skills. Um, so I think, you know, government is very much up for it. Uh, we're very happy to have uh, robust and wide ranging <laughs> conversations with with industry and, uh, you know, very much welcome talking to sort of uh, real fishermen who have that experience uh, that we just don't have. Um, but we are going to have to sort of work out rules of engagement and, and how we all work together in that kind of constructive, positive way that is considering the good of uh, the industry as a whole um, and uh, not just individuals. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be great fun, um, but it will be bumpy. Uh, so we're up for it. Um, I hope the industry is too. And I think both of you there were candid and pretty um, straight in, in, in answering that. And, and my, my take home from it is that there's going to be change ahead in the way we work together, as whether it be as fishermen, as regulators, as administration, as scientists. Those changes will not always be easy, but they are necessary if we want to get to a place which is all about genuine co-management, where, where fishermen and regulators and administrators are actually working together rather than against each other, which has to be the prize, which has to be the objective. So, um, you know, and I think um, through the course of the conversation there, I think both of you have 
um, have kind of almost reignited my enthusiasm for the whole um, streams of work that came out of the conference. Um, and, you know, I, I felt a bit flat on it, but I think, you know, that this again is just reminding me what it, what it was about. And, you know, although it's called the inshore, the future of inshore fisheries management, I think it's, it's applicable across the board. And, and both of you have, you know, we've hardly said the word inshore, but it, you know, it's because it's, it's almost not, not irrelevant, but it's, it's fisheries management, it's UK fisheries management. And what you've both described is, again, um, good stuff. And, Hopefully that's the direction of travel. It's just interesting that this, this apparently, I'm told, is the, the 12-month anniversary of Fathom, and you've both been on it more than once. So I don't know if you've got sort of thoughts on, um, because it is our sort of anniversary, do you, do you find that the, the Fathom, Fathom podcast useful? Um, and and do you, is there things you'd like us to do, um, to, to go into more? I think they're brilliant concept i think you've covered some um really interesting uh subjects and uh yeah, lots of my team are avid listeners the minister does listen too so uh maybe not your intended audience uh but uh, i think it is it, it is helping i think we've got to try lots of different ways to get out there and, and engage um and as for things to cover well there aren't going to be um, any shortage of ideas and issues that we're going to need over the next 12 months barry what do you think I, I think it's excellent. I think it's an innovative way of having that two-way communication with the industry that, that is absolutely necessary. I think we're moving from an era in which uh, fisheries management was something that was done to the industry to a, a, a new era in which uh, we are going to be uh, equal partners in uh, developing and applying management measures and part of that involves a change of mindset from the industry. Um, it, it, it is about becoming more involved and understanding the issues and, and putting your contribution in uh, to that understanding. And, you know, th- there will be various ways in which that is done. But I think Fathom is, has proven itself to be a really, really uh, immediate way of bringing home what the core issues are who's involved, who needs to be involved. Uh, so I think it's been uh, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, Barry. Thank you very much, Anne. Um, as always, I think incredibly um, interesting journey um, or journey there over the last half hour, which um, went back right to the beginning of Fathom, went back a whole year uh, on something which I think may yet, may yet still prove to be one of the, the, the major um, touchstones of, of where this revolution in, in, in co-management began um, right back in London last October and um, it was good to, to see that from, from your perspective the, the, the energy hasn't faded, it still is important, co-management is still an aspiration um, and genuine engagement, involvement with the industry and uh, there's a lot there for, for, for all of our listeners to think about whether you are fisherman, regulator, scientist, consumer, whoever you are so hopefully it was interesting. Thanks very much. Fathom was brought to you by the Cornish Fish Producers Organisation with support from Seafarers UK. 